Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope they got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. All right, Warriors wrap up on 95.7 The Game. No highlight on an afternoon where there were a ton of highlights for the Golden State Warriors as they wind up winning easily over the Minnesota Timberwolves. Got a little tight in the fourth quarter. Uh, I think the Timberwolves had cut it to within 10, but the Warriors able to pull away and ultimately win this game over the Timberwolves 137 to 114. So 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. That is the phone number two. Give me a call or shoot me a text as you if you want to react to this one as a real Warriors playing by far their best road game of the season to date. And big question coming into this one. Would some of what the Warriors have been able to find lately on the home floor translate onto the road? And at least for uh, this afternoon in Minnesota, the matinee, it did. 47 first quarter points for the Warriors at Minnesota in this one. And it was, the Warriors always want to push the pace, but it was really apparent right off the jump that the Warriors had made a big time attempt to want to push the pace against the Timberwolves and the Timberwolves' bigs. And Draymond Green was just a a man possessed. I mean, that looked like playoff Draymond. That looked like Portland Trailblazers Western Conference Finals 2019-level Draymond in terms of getting the ball and going, grip it and rip it, and getting the ball up and down the court. And the ball movement was superb, and it was zipping around, and, and you really could tell that the Warriors felt very comfortable about this scenario where they were going to be facing this new-look Timberwolves team as the Timberwolves go out and they get Rudy Gobert to pair with Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards and, and D'Angelo Russell and, and giving up a ton of first-round picks to, to get the job done there and get him in their uniform from the Utah Jazz. And the Warriors, they've been better defensively, had Minnesota, but they said, we're not having any of that. We think this is an excellent matchup. Uh, teams that typically want to play one big man a lot, the Warriors are able to run off the floor. If you want to play two big men against the Warriors, uh, it it typically is is suicide for, for your club. And the Warriors, from the jump, it's just open space everywhere, open looks at three-point shots. The Warriors shot 76% 
from three-point range in the first quarter and built what would be a 20-point lead at 47-27. Balanced attack overall for the Warriors in this game. They wind up knocking down 23s. Played the second and third quarters even at 29 apiece in the second, 33 all in the third. And the Warriors able to wind up winning the fourth quarter, although the once 28-point lead was whittled down to uh, a 10-point game in the fourth quarter. Uh, 5.29 to go. It was 118-108. to 108. Steph Curry hit a, hit a dagger on a scramble possession. Looked like the Timberwolves had a turnover uh, right around the, the five-minute mark, but the Warriors able to, to hit a three off of that. They got a stop. Then they missed, got another stop. Clay Thompson hit a three that made a 124 to 108. It was pretty much night-night at that point. The Warriors then followed that up with another turnover. So it was basically get off to a super hot start if you're the Warriors in this one. And the ball movement and the energy and everything that the Warriors have brought to the home floor to this point in recent days was on full display there. Then play even in the second and third quarters, withstand the run, and it looked for a good chunk of this game as if the run maybe wasn't going to come, period, for the Timberwolves. But they did get it down to 10, and right when you're thinking, okay, maybe this could get a little bit shaky down the stretch as some of these other games it had, in particular on the 0-5 trip that the Warriors had going back to late October and early November, uh, they snuffed it out quickly with a couple of stops, and again, the, the Big Steph Curry three-pointer, I think, when it was a 10-point game. It looked like the Warriors had a little miscommunication on offense, nearly threw the ball away. Curry was able to save it, kicked a pass out, got it back, knocked down a three, and that pretty much stabilized uh, the victory in this one for the Golden State Warriors. So you look at things overall now. Warriors, 11-10. and 10. That puts them above the 500 mark for the first time since October the 27th after they beat the Miami Heat. Uh, inside Chase Center back on that night to be 3-2. and two. So here we are one month later on the calendar, November the 27th, and the Warriors are, are back at a game over 500 for the first time since that night in late October. They've won five of six overall going back to last Friday and uh, leading up to a home game against the New York Knicks. They've won now eight of 11 after being 3-7 and seven coming off of that 0-5 trip on on November the 7th when they they beat the Sacramento Kings to turn the tide in that first game back off of that road trip. So uh, Warriors also able to claim their first win in Minnesota for the first time in in nearly four years, which is kind of hard to believe. And there were a couple of pandemic-shortened seasons mixed in there. This whole thing started, believe it or not, with the Marat Kogut game back uh, on March the 31st of 2019, where the Warriors had a game get a little funky on them late, but it goes back to the the, the 19 team and pre-Clay Thompson and Steph Curry injuries and, and, and all of that uh, to where they were able to, to get a win in Minnesota uh, for the first time in, in what would be four years here coming up uh, in the next couple of months uh, as the Warriors able to win there. Uh, Warriors had six players in, in double figures, a uh, nice game for Steph Curry, 25 points. Clay Thompson, 21. You look at Jordan Poole go for, for 24. And really, the offense has been clicking. The defense has been better. And whatever was said in that team meeting, going back to the game against the Knicks and the shoot-around leading up to that game now, what, nine days ago, it has taken hold because team-wide, the Warriors have looked like a, a completely different basketball team 
uh, from from then up until now. So 888-957-9570. Let's get to Scott and San Jose here to get us tipped off on Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Scott. Hey, man, loving the show. Uh, you know, I just think that what we're doing isn't really sustainable. I mean, Curry, you know, he played the entirety or almost the entirety of the third quarter. And, you know, Warriors are up 17 with eight minutes left in the, in the fourth, and Curry comes back in with eight minutes, and Clay comes back in with seven minutes left. I, like, Curry just does not like the second unit. And, I, and you know, they're, whatever they're putting forward, they, they can't really hold the lead or, you know, or even push it. You know, Curry has to come back in. Clay has to come back in. And Curry's 34 years old. I mean, what he's doing, you know, 30 points, uh, seven rebounds, and six assists per game is just simply not sustainable for 82 games for a 34-year-old, you know. The second string kind of has to pull it together a little bit so Curry can have less of the stress on him. Thank, thanks for the call. Well, the reality is the second unit's played better of late, and I, I, I see your point, and I appreciate your call, and you're not completely off base with it but by any stretch. Uh, the way the Warriors are doing it, and, and you're right, I made note of the fact that, that Curry did come back into the game with, with 8.25 to go, and he had to come back in the game with 8.25 to go. And, and the bench, while it has been stabilized and it has played better, I do think the Warriors find themselves right now in a spot where they're they're just trying to survive the bench minutes and they're just trying to win enough to get the season on track while knowing that the specific way that they're doing it probably isn't sustainable over the long haul in an 82 game season. I think right now and this is what happens when you get to to 3 and 7 as the Warriors were 3 weeks ago you get to three and seven, and you have to at least for a for a stretch, you have to to pause and say we got to do everything we can to win as many games as we can right now, or this season is going to completely get off the rails, and none of it's really going to matter. And so, you just have to do the best you can with what you have, and right now the best the Warriors can with what they have has been this revamped bench group with Draymond Green a part of it, with Andrew Wiggins a part of it. Dante DiVincenzo and Jordan Poole are a part of it. It's really been Anthony Lamb and or Jonathan Kaminga that's been a part of it. And you hope that by stabilizing the team in terms of of wins and losses, by maximizing what you can get out of the veteran players and the players that, that are playing at an extremely high level, that you can start to win. And as you start to win and as your record preferably separates from the 500 mark on the positive side of things, then you have the ability to start working on different combinations and working more of the young players into the fold. I think Jonathan Kaminga right now is the perfect example of this because Jonathan Kaminga has gone from barely playing, if if not playing at all, you know, to someone that Steve Kerr really for the first time this season is looking to get on the floor a little bit more as opposed to looking to take off the floor. And I thought tonight was a, another example, or this afternoon rather, another example of that with Kaminga really looking to rebound, really looking to defend, and it was a positive energy energy type game from Kaminga, and that led him to get I think some some nice opportunities within the flow of of the game without the Warriors really having to to necessarily get him the ball. The ball just kind of found him and he was able to react and and score in ways that weren't working against everything else that the Warriors were trying to do uh, on uh, on the court. And so I think I think Kaminga has played better in a sense with his role being a little bit more limited and and now you're starting to see 
it grow. And I think that's the template for some of the younger players to be able to have a little bit more of an impact. The other part of the equation is you know, Jordan Poole can just start playing better and playing more efficiently, and that helps to hold the bench group up more more than anything. Like we We often talk a lot about the young players and whether or not they're holding up their end of the bargain. And I think at times, I've mentioned this a lot, to begin the year, the first 10 games, the, the veteran players seemingly wanted to coast a little bit, and the Warriors were able to, you know, it, it wasn't working. They weren't good enough. The, the bench guys weren't good enough to help hold them up. The leads weren't weren't necessarily big enough. And, you know, they were playing a lot of these games where it was defense optional pickup games, and, and you'd end up at 115-115 at with about six minutes left in all of these games, and the Warriors didn't have enough to – to finish the deal at that point. And so I think you look at it, you know, moving forward and the Warriors found a, you know, they, they, they had to get back to bare bones essentially. And so they've, they've been able to do that and it's been able to, to write the ship to the two of eight and three. And it's really eight and two because you, you, you throw out the game in new Orleans going back to a week ago, Monday where they punted on the game and they, they sent the, the young players out there and, and the Pelicans thumped them one. So with this new look rotation, with the young players playing significantly less, the Warriors have been able to to, to get things, I think, stabilized is probably the word that, that's best used. I know Steve Kerr's used it. It's been asked in press conferences. Draymond Green has, has used it as well. And so the second unit's playing a hell of a lot better than they had been playing in the first 10 games of the season. And I think the Warriors have, have really needed them to play a hell of a lot better uh you know it's no longer a matter of 20 point leads going completely bye-bye <laughs> you know and and you look at you know just the, the first second quarter disparity today right a, a 20 point lead at the end of the first quarter it winds up being a 20 point lead going at halftime you'll take that uh the Warriors built a 28 point lead they did start going to the bench the 28 point lead in the second half there was some let up it did get down to 10 some of that was the bench some of that was the starters but they still had enough of a big lead to where they had enough of a cushion to you get to that six minute mark and it's not like the game is tied with six minutes to go as we had seen so many different times it was more so that the Warriors had it in a spot where the game was, uh, you know, they were still up 10 and had a chance to, to be able to to steady themselves and make a play or two here either way. And then they wind up you know, pushing the lead back up very quickly to, to 18 to 20 points. And then the ball game was over. And before you know it, you wind up winning the game, you know, by a final of, of 137 to 114. But you look at it right now, and I think the hope is that Jordan Poole continues to play better, just as Clay Thompson has played better. That Draymond and Wiggins, with that other bench group of Jordan Poole and Dante DiVincenzo, and pick your fifth, whether it's been Kaminga and Anthony Lamb, can hold down the fort at this point uh, until the Warriors can can you know start to play a little bit more, start to get their season on track. But yeah, I I think. Even the Warriors themselves would admit that exactly the way they're doing it probably isn't sustainable. But right now, the Warriors can't really worry about sustainability. They have to worry about winning as many games as possible. And you look at it in the context of the, the Western Conference right now, and it, it's, you know, you go through and you see that they're starting to climb. And you're also starting to see that the disparity between some of these you know, teams that have a similar record of the Warriors, you're starting to realize, and I think we already really, for the most part, knew it, but you start to look at, at 
where the Warriors are, and, and they move up to ninth with the win in this game. But the Warriors right now are a game out of third. In the, they're, they're a game out of third. They're 11 and 10. The third place team in the West is the Pelicans at 11 and 8. So they are a game out of third right now, even though they sit in ninth and even though they're one game over 500. But you start to see, hey, the Warriors are, they, they're going to have plenty of confidence playing against the Timberwolves, especially now that the Timberwolves have, are playing two bigs. Like I, I look at the Timberwolves as a team that the Warriors might sweep this year just because of the matchups and the fact that they can run Gobert and Towns off the floor uh, and, and D'Angelo Russell's not going to be near good enough defensively and Anthony Edwards is somebody you can make a, 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 volume, a volume shooter uh, and, and even though he's getting his points, you can make him miss a lot of shots which can lead to fast break opportunity. Like, like you're feeling good. You know, Utah, cute little start to the beginning of the season for the Jazz. But now they've lost four in a row, and they're twelve and ten. Like anybody think the Warriors aren't are going to finish behind Utah in the Western Conference? Yeah, no, no chance. You know, anybody think the Warriors, barring some kind of an injury, aren't going to finish higher than Minnesota? Yeah, probably no chance. I mean, no, no disrespect to the Sacramento Kings, who they're practically throwing a parade for in downtown Sacramento right now because that team's ten and six with seventeen years now playoff failures behind them. I think the Warriors are worried about finishing behind the Sacramento Kings, who are the next team up on on the totem pole at ten and eight. Uh, yeah, no, no, no chance. I mean, we've seen how that plays out with the Warriors able to get the better of the Kings in, in two of three, and 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 had a chance to to make it three out of three uh, in Sacramento a couple of weeks ago before the Kings played better and beat them down the stretch in that game. So you look at the teams directly above and even beneath the Warriors: Minnesota, Utah, Portland. Like like to me, it's almost. There's almost a direct path at this point for the Warriors to be at least sixth in the West, and then you start looking at, at some of the teams that you expected to be near the top. And personally, for me, that was Memphis, Denver, and Phoenix. And Memphis is eleven and eight, and they got a, a, a lot of injuries. And, and Denver's still trying to figure out how to get Jamal Murray back into the fold. They're twelve and seven. The Warriors are are right there at this point in, in time with them. And then the Suns are the team with the most continuity, although they've played some games without Chris Paul and Cam Johnson went out, and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do with Jay Crowder. And they've won four in a row to be 13-6, and six, but we've seen how that game has played out in the past when the Warriors have been playing good basketball. Now the Suns got the jump on the Dubs head-to-head in a couple of these early matchups in Phoenix. We'll see what happens later on in the year as these two teams face each other again in San Francisco. But But the point I'm getting at is, the Warriors have to love the position they're in right now. They're getting on a run. They're getting on a roll. It's 8 of 11. It's 3 straight. It's it's 5 of 6 and, and really 5 of 5 if you throw out the Pelicans game because that was one of the games where they played all the young guys. And the Warriors are coming. And I think the hope is that the Warriors can, can get this to a point where they're in the Denver or the Phoenix range, at least within a few games of it, and now start to open up, uh, you know, now start to open up a little bit uh, as far as who's going to play. Xfinity Mobile text line for the 408. Uh, just staying, Warriors 8-2 and two without Wiseman. And, yeah, you go back to basically that first Sacramento game uh, and when this thing flipped in, in November, November the 7th, second time the Warriors and Kings played, but the first time of, of the most recent sets. And that was when, when Wiseman was, was sent 
effectively to the bench and then later sent to the G League and, and the rotation has been fortified and Jamichael Green's getting more minutes at the five and Kevon Looney and Draymond Green to boot. And it, it's not only Wiseman. It's, it's pretty much been no young players since then as well with the exception of some Kaminga minutes here and there. Although I do have Kaminga jotted down as, as one of the bright spots for the Warriors here in, in this game. High energy game, making a positive impact on the game without having to score the basketball. It, it seems like Kaminga's starting to understand. It seems like he's starting finally to figure out what he has to do to earn the trust of, of Steve Kerr. And it has nothing to do with shooting a three or putting the ball on the deck and looking to attack and get to the rim. It has to do with being in the right place at the right time. It has to do with the ability to rebound and defend. And it it just has the ability to just blend in. He brings a component to this team with his body type and athleticism that really should help propel the Warriors in a positive light. He he has a skill set and, and attributes that other players on this Warriors team do not have. He can really help the Warriors if he hones in his game uh, a certain way. And I think the last couple of games, don't want to get too carried away with it, but I think really the last two games in particular, the Warriors have found themselves a much better version of Jonathan Kaminga and, and frankly, a more playable version of Jonathan Kaminga than they've had at, at any point uh, this season where he's played poorly. Everybody's kind of wondered why he hasn't been playing more. And yet, really, if you've been watching, you've understood why he hasn't been playing more. That's flipped a little bit here over the course of the last couple of games to where Steve Kerr is looking to give him a little bit more of an opportunity. And tonight, he ends up playing 20 minutes in the game tonight, whereas that had been anywhere between, say, four and eight minutes on the average over the course of even the games where he was in the rotation. There had been a handful of games where he was out of the rotation as well. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. John Dickinson here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7. The game Warriors beat the Timberwolves 137-114 to 114 in Minnesota as the Warriors now improve to 11-10 and 10 on the season. They're continuing to move up in the Western Conference, and you look at the Warriors overall right now, at 11 and 10, 9 and 1 home, 2 and 9 on the road. That's two of the last three on the road. And again, I, I keep saying it, and I'm going to keep saying it the, the one in between there of the, the win in Houston a week ago today and the game that they won this afternoon was the one that they allowed to be the developmental game with the Pelicans. So the Warriors are finding it a, a little bit right now, and that's great news for the Warriors and their fans, and it's it's great news for. Uh, well, it's it's not so great news for the rest of, of the NBA and the rest of the Western Conference uh, when you look at the fact that they are so close, having not really played so well uh, collectively. Looking at some other uh, real positive performances, another patient Clay Thompson game. Uh, Clay Thompson only 13 shots, and there were stretches in this game where he had, he had missed a couple of shots in a row, and you're thinking, okay, what – How is Clay going to react? Well, he really kept himself composed. He kept the ball moving. He looked to get the ball back. I think Clay Thompson's been playing with the right spirit and with the right mentality of late. And so 
uh, you know, he's looked to move the rock and he's been rewarded, I think, by getting it back in situations where it's been the little mini clay spurt. It's been the little two, three threes consecutively uh, after maybe some cold shooting that's helped to put a lot of these games away. He's been a different player now really over the course of the last five games that that he's played in. If you go back through the game today, the two games at home, and then the game in Houston, and then this whole thing started with the team meeting and Draymond Green being unafraid to to kind of call Clay Thompson out and say, "Hey, look, man, you got to keep it moving and quit taking so many bad shots." And and you look at Clay Thompson tonight, and again, it's a, it's just much more balanced. Only thirteen field goal attempts. I feel like his eight of thirteen would have been would have been eight of nineteen uh, a, a week and a half ago, and so that has allowed the Warriors to be able to to right the ship here and be able to to get themselves in a in a position where they've been able to to play much better basketball collectively uh and and Clay Thompson I think has really allowed the the passing and the flow and everything else that, to come out 36 more assists I think Clay Thompson as much as anybody else on this Warriors roster has set the tone to lead them down the path to all of the assists and all the flow and better shooting percentage and ball movement. When, when he's unselfish and looking to Chuck, I, I think everybody understands that they have to be unselfish and, and, and not looking to Chuck. And I think that's, that's been a key to the Warriors' ability to uh, be able to, to go on this run here to the tune of uh, the three in a row and the, and the five of the last six. All right, we'll pause here. 888-957-9570 if you want to jump in and join the conversation. We will also hear from Steve Kerr, and we'll hear a little bit from Draymond Green post game from Minnesota as the Warriors get the job done this afternoon in Minnesota, 137-114. to 114. You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Draymond screens Curry from right in front of the logo, and he nailed it. It's a three. Golden State has a 20-point lead. This game was tied at 15. It's 37-17 Warriors with the advantage. Now back to Warriors wrap-up on 95-7 The Game. Yeah, 37-17 at that point. The Warriors would go on to score 47 in the first quarter, up by 20, end of one, 47-27. And the Dubs go on to beat the Timberwolves for their second road victory of the season, 137-114. We welcome you back inside here. Warriors wrap up on 95-7. The game, John Dickinson with you, 888-957-9570. We also have... Overtime coming up for you at some point here this afternoon. Now, a lot of people are, are keeping a, an eye toward the 49ers game and everything going on with them as uh, they have a big one down at Levi's. Allen Styles and Evan Giddings are going to have you covered on that one as uh, that game concludes with the 49ers looking for their seventh win of the season and looking to continue their winning ways of late. Uh, and their fourth consecutive victory as they take on the Saints down at Levi's. Warriors playing much better basketball of late, eight of the last 11, five of the last six in the win column. Again, over 500 for the first time since being 3-2 and two on October the 27th. They win in Minnesota for the first time since March 19th of 2019, and uh, that uh, end ended a streak of six consecutive wins for the Timberwolves over the Warriors in Minneapolis, dubs with six players in double figures in this game. 36 assists for the Warriors on 50 made field goals. And look, we talk about it a lot. If the Warriors are going to make 23-pointers and shoot anywhere in the range of 40% or 40-plus percent uh, from three-point range, they're going to be tough to beat. And there have been many more games of late where the Warriors have had multiple players in in the 20 point range or or in double figures and this is another one that this afternoon where you look at Steph Curry finishes with with 25 you look at at Jordan Poole score 24 Clay Thompson 21 there there's been three at 20 plus multiple times here in the last week and a half which which tells you that the ball movement has been better it tells you that that the shooting and the shot selection have been better uh not only for Clay Thompson, but I think Jordan Poole's starting to, to find his game a little bit. He had one of his better stretches of, of basketball uh, over the, the ball game this afternoon with the 24 points in, in 27 minutes and doing it a little bit more efficiently than he had been. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo, 14 points, and, and he was letting it rip from three in this one, but knocked down four, and he's somebody on a given day that can be a, a little bit of a weapon for the Warriors. But, yeah, the, the flow offensively has been better. The pace has been better. I think also the defense has been better, but in part the defense has been better because the game is so connected, especially with the Warriors. The defense has been better because the offense has been taking better shots and, and I think also taking better care of the basketball on the whole. Uh, compared to, to where they've been previously. So 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Warriors sitting at 11-10 and 10 and uh, get their best road win, their most complete road win of the season, 137-114 to 114 against the, the Timberwolves 
in Minneapolis. All right, let's uh, go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, as he addressed the media following this one inside Target Center as the Dubs get back over the 500 mark. Pace out of the gates was uh, fantastic. You know, Draymond was pushing the ball like crazy, and uh, we just had them on their heels, um, even in you know, semi-transition where after a made basket, uh, Draymond was pushing it, Steph pushing it, Wiggs. Um, so a lot of a lot of good stuff, and that helped us, um, you know, kind of take control of the game right away. Was that pace something you guys talked about entering the game and that first play of the game, the lob, the Wiggins, was that by design? Uh, the pace is, uh, I, th- I think we're number one in the pace, in the league in pace this year. Uh, so it, it's not anything we talked about it's just uh, that's um, it's just how how we play so uh, we always want to push the ball and and um, you know we talk about pushing it and hitting singles just making the simple play and I thought we did that for uh, most of the night and then we got a, got a little scattered there in the second half but um, that's why that big cushion was so helpful you guys are five and one ever since that team meeting took place um, after the Phoenix loss, I believe it was. How how vital is just Draymond Green to this team's identity and kind of getting everybody back on track yeah. with this season? Well, you know, I've I've said for years, Draymond is kind of the heartbeat of our team. Um, he's the guy who kind of makes everything go, and you know, he's the motivator. He's the you know the the bully, you know, who protects his his. Uh, you know, his teammates on the floor and uh, talks trash. And um, But this guy is just so good at basketball. I mean, it's like when you just look at the total game, I know, you know, people focus on his defense. Uh, but you know, he had 11 assists tonight, no turnovers. Um, his defense, he was all over the place defensively. Um, you know, he looked to attack. He scored 19 points. Um, you know, he is having a tremendous season, um, all-star caliber play, and uh, taking care of his body, you know, really um, making sure he gets his work in every day. Draymond has been fantastic. You mentioned how playing with pace is, is a part of your guys' DNA. Earlier in the year, though, you were saying how when an opponent would make a basket, then you're in half-court offense. It's harder for you guys to push that pace. Has this increase in pace lately, can that be attributed to just the chemistry coming together, people figuring out how to play with each other, where to be? Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, we've settled into to some roles. You know, guys are comfortable now with, um, you know, when they're going to play, who they're going to play with. Uh, so I think that's been helpful. Um, I feel f- good about our pace even after made baskets. It's after free throws that it's really hard to play with pace because the defense is, is, is just set. Um, so we had... Uh, that we had given up zero free throws after the first quarter and um, and we scored 47 points and then they shot 29 in the last three quarters and that's why the game got jumbled so um, until we can really put it together uh, for four quarters and uh, you know understand the value of defending without fouling not just to avoid free throws but to keep our pace going and to keep 
our opponents on their heels. Uh, we're not going to get where we need to go, but um, the good thing is the, uh, everything is trending in the right direction, and our guys are playing hard and playing well, and um, it's fun to watch. It's been a few weeks now since Dante came back from his, his hamstring. Just, I mean, 19 points tonight, I think. So what, have you, what did you see from him tonight? Well, what I love about Dante is that he, uh, you know, he understands the game. The ball moves. Um, he understands how we play. Uh, so he's a screen setter. He's a cutter. Um, and then he's, he's our best, uh, you know, on-ball defender um, in terms of putting pressure on the ball in the backcourt and, and um, you know, in the half court as well. So he's, he's what you want off the bench. You know, you're, you're always looking for energy off the bench, and Dante brings that every time he steps on the floor. Yeah, Dante DiVincenzo has been a, a subtle add it, since the Warriors have started to play better, he's been back in the mix after the Warriors lost him in what was it, game three of the season back against Sacramento on October the 23rd. And he missed time, and I think that did throw a, a lot of things out of whack, including the combination that Steve Kerr had planned to play together, and that is the, the combo of, of he and, and Jordan Poole in that backcourt together coming off the bench I think that threw pool off a little bit as far as looking at you know how they wanted him to play with a, a bunch of a new players whether it was going to be Jamichael Green uh, as a part of that whether DiVincenzo was going to be a part of that and there was a, a mix and match I think that did throw a lot of things off in the early going but but the one thing DiVincenzo and Jamichael Green were brought in maybe not to be as effective or as great as say, Gary Payton II and Otto Porter Jr. were last year, but they were definitely brought in to help soak up enough minutes to where the Warriors didn't have to get after it with the young players at an extremely high level in terms of, of minutes played. And Jamichael Green really struggled at the beginning, and then Dante DiVincenzo got hurt at, at the beginning. So I think that that put the rest of those players a little bit off script uh, as far as what their what their roles uh, we're, we're going to be for this team. Quick text message from the Xfinity mobile text line, uh, 240 from D.C., saying it's time, J.D., you address the elephant in the room. Steve Kerr didn't have to throw away the first 15 games in hope of developing a second unit that was lacking institutional knowledge. He should have, uh, in the process, he failed the youngsters, especially Wiseman. He should have utilized Draymond with the second unit from the jump. I disagree with that in, in the sense that you have to try to give them opportunities to play. The Warriors tried to give Wiseman shifts that he could play and play successfully. They tried to give Kaminga and Moody shifts to where they could play successfully, and none of those guys played well enough to keep earning minutes, and all of them had to be pulled from the rotation, and eventually Wiseman s sat down. I think the Warriors had the best of intentions and the best of intentions were what we all would have scripted out on paper to be correct, and that is the starters are going to get their time, the, the bench guys are going to blend in, and there isn't going to be such a drop-off that it completely prevents the Warriors from winning games almost against any opponent, even some of the worst teams in the NBA. But the truth is that's exactly what was happening, so Steve Kerr had to hit the pause button on the whole process. And, yeah, he tinkered. It does tend to tinker a lot uh, early on in seasons, but he said enough is enough. I got to try and 
get this thing stabilized. And that meant, all right, young players, if you're not playing well, you're not going to play. We'll come back to you at some point, but Draymond's going to have to go in and, and, and help save this second unit. Wiggins is going to go in and help save the second unit. Wiseman's going to have to go down to the, the G League because there's no sense in playing him right now. And, and then Moody's going to have to wait for another opportunity. Now, the, I think it's actually you – know, we'll see if it's benefited Wiseman and, and Moody when they start playing again. Uh, I think it's benefited Kaminga the way that the Warriors have, have done it, even though it didn't necessarily look that way up until a couple of games ago. But you know, the most important thing still has to be winning games. Like The Warriors still have the ability, if enough things go right, to win an NBA championship this season. So, you know, this they're not the Pistons. They're not the Magic. They're not the Houston Rockets, right? They, they still have a chance, if it's cobbled together the right way, to win an NBA championship. And so that I, – I mean, I give Steve Kerr credit for pulling the plug before it got too far off the rails. I think you could, you could make a case that, that it, was, it was heading down, heading down that path in a, in a real unfortunate way for the Golden State Warriors. All right, 888-957-9570. Let's go ahead and hear from Draymond Green uh, as he met with the media following the Warriors' victory, fifth in the last six games. Always great to hear what Draymond has to say about the state of the team. So here he is. Draymond, Steve was talking about how the pace is something that you guys came right out of the gates with, clearly a part of your team's makeup. Do you think that the pace has been picking up more lately just as familiarity has been increased, rules have been defined? I think so. I think our pace is definitely picking up because we're – we're getting more comfortable on the offensive side with the patterns uh, that we like to run. And so there's times where if you don't understand the patterns, then it can it can just look uh, helter-skelter. You know, no one knows guys are on top of each other. Now we're starting to really understand our lanes. Um, guys are really – reality is we're, what, 21 games in. Now guys are in shape now and so running deep to the corners and it's really opening the floor up. And then most importantly, our defense – has picked up, which allows us to push the pace more. Like, it's one thing to push off makes, which we want to do, but when you're pushing off a miss and getting a rebound and then going, that's tough to guard because it it creates a lot of cross matches. So uh, I think it's definitely starting to pick up due to the familiarity on the offensive end, but on the defensive end as well. You know, kind of staying on the topic of you initiating, you know, these fast breaks, picking up the pace, I remember when uh, you guys played the Cavs a couple weeks ago and you said that you saw something that you could exploit in Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, two shot, bigger shot-blocking bigs, kind of the same thing you see today with Carl Anthony Towns and um, Rudy Gobert. Did you see a similar kind of advantage when matched up against those guys? Uh, yeah, um, I did. The reality is whether it's, um, you know, I don't, I don't want that to come off as, as disrespect to Jared, um, who I'm a big fan of, or Evan, who I'm a huge fan of. Um, you know, those guys, they're young, they're gonna be really good in this league, but my advantage is my speed. Giving up usually four or five inches to those guys. Uh, in some cases, 20, 30 pounds to some of these guys, sometimes 40 or 50 pounds. Um, so my advantage is my speed. So for me, um, when I say I see something that I can exploit, I'm simply just talking about I, I think I'm faster than them. And if I can get to a space where I can use my speed against them, I think it puts them in a tough spot as opposed to walking down, letting them set their defense. Uh, They're huge. They're at boxes and elbows, and it's just a lot tougher. 
Now, after last game, you kind of talked about how these young guys, uh, Jonathan, Moses, um, you know, James, they need to learn their roles and thrive in their bench minutes on a championship team. I think one can make an argument that Jonathan Kaminga has put together one of his better two-game stretches you know, that we've seen all season. What have you seen from him? I think it's been beautiful. And um, the reason being is you felt the impact. I know we've 100% felt and seen the impact. And the reality is what it boils down to um, is energy, effort, and attention to detail when you're a young guy. Uh, he's, he's impacted these last two games in a major way without shooting the basketball. Now, tonight he got a few shots up. Um, coach drew the playoff for him out of time. He executed it successfully, um, which, which is another thing that I don't think uh, should just be breezed over. Um, that's a 19-year-old, if I'm not mistaken, 19 or 20 years old, whichever one he is. And out of time, out discipline is something that young guys struggle with. It's something that I watched him struggle with early, you know, in first beginning of his career is how to execute a play out of a timeout. He executing not only that play for him to score, but he's executing all the plays out of timeouts. And so it's those small things uh, that you have to get better at. And I think it's such a beautiful thing that over the last couple of games, he's, he's affecting the game without scoring. And, you know, when you can do that, that's, that's a special thing. And he has the ability to do that. And he's now starting to understand it. And it's been beautiful to watch. And, you know, he's earning more and more minutes. We also talked about last game, I guess, just the when all of you guys get, get going on the scoring end. Second consecutive game with six people in double figures. Clay, uh, Steph, Jordan, all with 20-plus points. I mean, just especially early on in that first quarter, is this a glimpse of how lethal you guys can be when everything is really starting to click? It is. Um, you know, I think, you know, it's really starting to come together for us. And like I said, it starts on the defensive end, but uh, when those guys, Clay, 8 for 13, 5 for 8 from 3, like, that's incredible. Um, you know, JP, 9 for 17, Steph, 7 for 17. That's actually one of Steph's worst shooting nights, which is crazy in itself. But really starting to figure it out on that end. I think JP's starting to get more comfortable with the second group, which he spends a lot of his time being the head honcho of that group. And he's starting to get more and more comfortable with that. And so, uh, you know, you're starting to see his numbers pick up. Uh, Clay's numbers have picked up. Steph's has been up. Uh, Wiggs has been up. And so, you know, to get everybody playing well at the same time is great. Um, I think, you know, we're starting to put it together. And, you know, if we can keep building at this rate, you know, we'll, we'll be poised for a, for a run pretty soon here. Celebration technical at the, at the end of the game. <laughs> Crazy, man. <laughs> I don't know. I probably got like four texts this year that's a little questionable. But, nice to have stuff out in your back. Uh, absolutely. It's 100%. He told me I was at the lane line. I thought I was standing in the corner, so I don't know. Sucks, though. It's the NBA, man. You, you, your teammates make a good move. I didn't affect the play. Like, there's no one near me. You know, so sucks. And the fact that that's going to count against my tech count, like, come on. It's ridiculous. But whatever. It is what it is. All right, we'll see if that one gets rescinded. How about Steph Curry? After Draymond picked up the technical, Steph was was looking for a technical uh, by by going down the down the baseline there and ended up picking up one as well. So, yeah, Warriors starting to figure it out, 11-10, and 10, 5 of 6, and we'll see if they can carry it forward against the Mavs on Tuesday. That'll do it for me. Uh, John Dickinson here for Warriors Wrap-Up. Thanks to Sterling Bennett. Thanks to everybody in our San Francisco studios. 
for handling this one. All of the highlights and post-game sound. Warriors get the win 137-114. to 114. I'll be back uh, with you on Tuesday following the Dubs and the Mavs. But coming up next, it's Alan Styles and it's Evan Giddings. Overtime talking about what's going to be a big 49er win. That's straight ahead right here at 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.